Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that comes in from Tab to help me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So I think last week we talked about Flippy. He's the burger flipping robot. Uh, that uh, Cali Burger or something like that is uh, implementing to uh, replace some of their fry cooks. And uh, obviously, yeah, Cali Burger. And um, we talked about it being taken offline rather quickly. And at that point, it was too slow. Now it's been, quote unquote, fired because it was too fast. They'll find the, they'll find the uh, Goldilocks position at some point. But basically, the reason they, they, let it, they have it turned off right now, it's been temporarily retired, is because the human folks weren't able to keep up with its production. So it was flipping the, the burgers and getting them all set so fast that the humans couldn't keep up with it. Um, which is kind of you know what happens you know if you're that mailman, that new mailman that goes out there and delivers your route in like 20 minutes, <laughs> all the other mailmen are saying, hey – you're going too quick. Slow down. Um, the humans here couldn't keep up with Flippy. Uh, Flippy obviously will get its settings correct, and uh, they're hoping to install more, uh, about 50 more Flippies uh, at the uh, 50 Cali Burger locations by the end of 2019. So Flippy, the burger flipping robot, is still having its issues. Too slow to start, too fast. They'll find it just right, I'm sure. And then, of course, we're going to need plenty of those. You know, you, you guys hear about all these cyber night folks here in Southington who are great you know, robotics folks. We're going to need these guys to maintain Flippy, the flipping, the broker flipping robot. We'll put a, a link here out on Computer Talk with Tab so you can actually see this robot arm in, in, um, in action. It's pretty neat. And you actually have a robot eyes view of what's on the grill. You know, it'll show you the, the patties, the chicken, whatever he's cooking. He or she. I'm not even sure if it's, you know, you can't give it a he or she uh, denomination there, but uh, whatever it's cooking, it'll be looking at it. And uh, it's pretty neat. So, the future. <laughs> so, speaking of burgers, Bob, you've got a weird one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, uh, oops. That's a CNET article, right? Uh, yes, it is. Hold on. I got it right here. You just had it. Yeah. There it is. I, I, I put it on the top and then, uh, <laughs> whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> this was on the news uh, elsewhere, so some yeah. of you have already, probably already heard. But the ranchers out west, yeah. okay, the uh, United States Cattlemen's Association is asking the government to officially define meat. Really, they, we don't know what meat is anymore. We don't know what meat is anymore. Oh boy! Okay, you can go into certain stores, and yeah. uh, you can buy Beyond Meats Beyond Burger, which tastes so much like meat. And when you cook it up, some say it even bleeds. 
Okay. okay. So these burgers are uh, vegetarian, plant-based alternatives to real meat. Mm-hmm. And some of them are actually, some of the components is actually grown in a Petri dish Ugh. using insect cells. Really? Mm, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds, yeah, something I want Worms on Memorial Day. <laughs> chocolate-covered crickets. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where, where, do you sell, where do they sell this meat or this faux meat or this kind of meat sort of well, meat? Well, it says that they're selling it in Whole Foods. So Amazon. Well, it could be Amazon. Well, Amazon owns oh, Whole yeah, Foods. Yeah, that's right. They do now. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, so uh, the U.S. Cattlemen's Association is a trade group made up of 10,000 ranchers. Yeah. And they say these products could confuse consumers into buying vegetarian when they're actually buying conventional, uh, when, they're at, when they're actually after conventional meat. Wow. And, uh, you know, it goes in a little bit further. It's kind of infer- interesting well, to see. Yeesh. But, you know, yeah. So the cattlemen want you to define meat. They want I mean, the actually, government to define meat. And I've also heard that the the folks that make milk that, that produce milk want the government to define milk too because everything's being made of milk, uh, all sorts of things. Well, you know, they have things that they're calling milk that's not milk, like a, like almond milk. Right. Well, it's made from almonds, it's not milk. Right. And then uh the other one is coconut milk, you know. Yeah. It's the uh it's not milk. It's not milk. Yeah. It's very yeah. confusing for people who buy milk and they're like, "Hey, there's no what's milk?" Well, I would argue that most of today's milk is not milk, but, you know, that's that's just me. That's right. So interesting. So we'll put that up there for you. Uh, There's another tool out there that might scare you a little bit. Um, There's a cop tool called Gray Key that force unlocks iPhones. Now, if you remember the whole San Bernardino shooter guy who... uh, whose iPhone couldn't be unlocked, and uh, they were trying to force Apple to provide the unlock codes. Well, there's a tool out there now called Gray Key, and it's a box that is being marketed as a way to unlock iPhones without needing the key codes. The hardware is reportedly offered in two forms, an internet-connected model that costs fifteen grand and that has 300 uses, and an online model that costs 30000 with no unlock limit. So the Gray Key site itself is hidden behind a registration wall, but... Uh, there's an interesting article here that talks about the fact that it'll just you put the iPhone in there, and it'll eventually brute force unlock it, um, which is supposed to be. And what it's doing is actually, I guess, leveraging a zero-day flaw <clears throat> in the iOS, which, of course, you know, everyone's going to tell me iOS is not supposed to be open that way, but it seems to have the ability the to. The operating system was developed by humans, and humans make mistakes. Exactly. So... Um, I know you thought your iPhone was locked, <laughs> um, so be be aware that the the there is more and more tools out there. Now let's hope, as the article said, this doesn't fall into the wrong hands. Obviously, um, but uh, I guess it depends on who the hands are in the first place. We'll put a link up here for you. You can take take a look at it just when you thought your your data was safe. I mean, you've heard the story in the news a couple of times about that guy in Brooklyn, Connecticut, who was recently arrested for hacking into. Uh, cell phones, and I'm I'm assuming most of them were iPhones, um, where he was extorting folks and you know doing all sorts of creepy stuff with their accounts. And um, basically, they're you know these guys are getting into your system because they're social engineering you. You know they're following your Facebook pages. You're putting your birth dates in there. You're putting all your all the security codes that are ever asked by your financial providers. You're putting in there. You talk about where you went to school. You talk about your elementary school. You, you're telling all these bad guys everything about you, and all they got to do is target you, research your Facebook page, and um, then try to hack into your system. So it's it's 
you know, we're kind of giving this stuff away. And, and then you got these predators out there, this guy in Brooklyn, Connecticut, who uh, was doing it to these these girls. And uh, hopefully we, we, we really stiffen the, the penalties on this stuff and, and put these guys away for a long time um, because – you know, we're only going to find more of it out there, and we're giving all the information away. It, it wasn't hard for this guy to to get access to this stuff because most of these kids just tell tell you. Well, the guy was only trying to make a dishonest living. Come on, yeah, <laughs> a very dishonest living. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. We'll put some links up there for you. We're having some internet issues here in the studio, so we're going to have to connect wirelessly. But we'll do that after the break. Um, another quick one I wanted to bring up, and Bob probably has another one too. Uh, crypto crackdown. Google is banning ads for unregulated currencies. So, you know, Bitcoin is that currency that really has no value. <laughs> has no value. Don't tell everybody. Come on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what's the guy's name on HBO? John. Oh, what is his name? He does a funny, a funny show this week. Oh, John Oliver. John Oliver. No matter what your politics, uh, he he's a funny guy, and he did a great bit on cryptocurrencies and just how you know pump and dump and all the kind of things that are going on with cryptocurrencies he used almost every example we've talked about here on the radio uh as far as how ridiculous and how kind of stupid people get when it comes to jumping on the bitcoin bandwagon um he talked about the long island iced tea company remember we talked about this this company in long island is a publicly traded iced tea company and they they changed their name to long island blockchain and their stock went through the roof they just sell iced tea, guys. Again, you're fooling his money, right? Uh, he talked about them. He talked about there's this cryptocurrency that came out as a joke against cryptocurrencies, some dog currency, whatever it was called. I don't know what it's called. That went through the roof, too. Yeah. It was a joke to say how stupid people are when it comes to cryptocurrencies, and it went through the roof. Guys, this is fake money. Once the, F, once the uh, government starts regulating it, all your, all your value that you think you have is going to go away. <laughs> I heard him. There talk, is no value. I heard him talking on the Motley Fool last weekend about how a company can increase their stock value by just calling blockchain. Just calling it blockchain. No, just add blockchain into the name yeah, of your company. That's it. <laughs> so uh, John Oliver does a great bit, and uh, we'll put a link up there. I saw it on TechCrunch. Um, his whole whole uh, bit was there. You can watch the whole video, and it's very very funny. Um, a lot of it. Uh, he doesn't use a. He, he swears a lot on his on his little program there on HBO. So we really can't play it for you. Uh, but it just shows how foolish we can be as humans when it comes to the, the the next great thing. And I mean, my philosophy is this. If everybody knows about this and you can just have a computer generate your money, you're already passed. You're, you're, you're not going to make any money on it, guys. They're, they're pumping it up. They're, they actually showed a whole company that talks about pump and dump. How they'll get you to invest in it, and they'll—it's a multi-level marketing kind of thing. Well, they'll, hey guys, we're going to go ahead and buy this this coin, and then we're going to pump it up so all the, all the ding dongs out there also buy in it, and then when it gets to a certain percentage, we who got in first will dump all our money out, collect all the ding dongs' money, and leave the ding dongs with this fake currency that was worth nothing. Um, it, there's like a, there's like I don't know, I think he says like a thousand different currencies out there. Yeah. If anybody can do it, guys, there's no value in it. My. Uh... I, one of my sons just got some money invested in it, and I oh, told boy. him that he's a, he's he being kind of foolish. Yeah. He said he doesn't have all his money invested in it, but he thinks it's a good thing. Oh, boy. And I said, well, he said, well, these other countries' currency, this is the 
the selling point that they're giving. Yeah. The countries that uh, currency that's backed by a country yeah. is collapsing. It's losing value. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, first of all, where can you spend it? And the second thing is, is that, you know, if it if it fails, mm -hmm. who's backing it up? The U.S. dollar is backed by the faith and credit of the United States government. Which now, is an oxymoron in itself these days, but yeah, go ahead. But the point is, is that, you know, a lot of, you know, it's right now it's considered, you know, the world's currency, although China and Russia and some of these others would like to change that. Right, but right. that's besides the point as it yeah. stands right now. Yeah. The people of the American are the ones that's holding up the American dollar. Right. So that's really the hose backing it up. Well, the other funny part of the whole Bitcoin thing is right now where it's worth, quote unquote, a Bitcoin is worth $8,000. Again, it's worth dollars. Hmm. Why do they want dollars? <laughs> Why isn't it worth something other than dollars? But it's worth $8,000. At that point, it actually is they're, they're break-even or losing money as they mine Krypton, crypt, cryptocurrencies because it takes so much electricity and so much computer hardware to actually mine these, these currencies that they're actually losing or breaking even at eight grand. Once it goes below eight grand, they will lose money and uh, will have to start turning off their computers because they're their electricity bills are going through the roof to process this blockchain um, system that allows for the whole cryptocurrency thing to work. And then they're awarded a coin because they're on the network and or a partial coin or a, p a piece of the, 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 the uh, process as they crank their CPUs and and uh, – and you see, you know, it's like it's like Clark W. Griswold when he turned on his Christmas tree lights, and you saw the, you know, all the the meters spinning there. That's what these guys are doing in their basement. And uh, the moment this thing actually starts to go below seven or something like that, they're going to be losing money. So, welcome to fake money. <laughs> <laughs> Fooling his money, man. So uh, we'll step out for a quick break. We got three lines uh, taken up here for you. One line open for you, and uh, we're going to be here till about ten thirty. And then I think the First round of the women uh, NCAA playoffs take off. So stick around here. This is a Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. And we're getting – we're back. We're getting online here over at Computer Talk. And uh, we're here to help you out until – we're here till 1030. So stick around. And uh, four lines all jammed up on this Saturday morning. It's not as warm as we hoped. So you guys are all inside because <laughs> it should be a lot warmer for this time of year. Should be outside enjoying it, but right now it's a lovely 30 degrees or something like that. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Antoinette and Fairfield first. Hey, Antoinette. Oh, hi, guys. I'm first. I have a question regarding Google and your YouTube. Because in order to... My YouTube? Yeah, yeah, YouTube. They're, like, connected. Yeah, in they're... Order for you yeah, they're... Order. Yep, go ahead. Right. And I know you guys yell at me about having my email in Yahoo, but the reason why I haven't <laughs> switched it yet is because in order to get my subscriptions that I have, uh, you know, subscribed to, you have to open up your Google and they're connected. And that's like keeping my email open all the time. And I don't like that. Mm. So is there a way that I can disconnect the Yahoo from the Google and only go to the Google when I want to? Yeah. The email. Yeah, you can log into Google as a user on Google without email. I mean, you can set up an email box that you don't ever use on Google if you want to. No, but the issue is if you want to do your YouTube, if you have those subscriptions, it automatically opens up the YouTube. YouTube. It automatically and, opens up the YouTube. Yes, 
at least on my computer. And in order for, and if I close out the Google, then I can't get to those subscription um, YouTubes that I've subscribed to that I want to keep, you know, track yeah. of. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you're saying because I can run YouTube without being logged into Google or logged into anything. I mean, I can be, oh, a, really? yeah, I can be anonymous as a YouTube user or I can be, um, a subscribed user. Now, of course, if it's to your point, if you if it has to do with your subscriptions, you're going to have to log in as Antoinette, and that way, you know, YouTube says, "Okay, Antoinette, here's your here's the stuff you like." Uh, so I don't think I'm not really sure what you're saying. Yeah, but frankly. when I do that uh, on the YouTube, it automatically opens up my Google, which is my email, because I do have a Google email account under. You know, a different name. Mm. Um, are you, are you just going to YouTube.com, Antoinette? No, I just click the the app okay. icon. Okay, and that's on your phone or on your or on, on your the, system on the desktop and or the iPad. Okay, and you're saying your email pops up in some way. Yeah, right. Because I can just click on the Google icon and my mail comes right there. I don't even have to sign into the mail, and I don't know how to disconnect those two. Well, yeah, well. Again, you you can definitely be subscribed to it. I, I just don't understand why your email is popping up or what you're seeing. It doesn't make any sense to me because they should be independent. Um, but when you log into YouTube, whatever whatever account you used to subscribe to YouTube is the one that's connected. Um, and it's probably a Gmail account um, that you used to, to say, hey, I'm going to be running YouTube. I don't think you have anything to worry about as far as what you're seeing there. I mean, it's, you shouldn't be concerned per se. If, if I'm not sure why your email would be popping up or what you're saying exactly, because your email is browser based, right? It's your browser coming up. Yeah, right? yeah. So I, I don't know because before they weren't connected, and then one time I just discovered that they were, you know, connected. Yeah. Google brought out YouTube, and somehow they're connected. Yeah. And the other thing is when you go to a website or you sign up for a newsletter or a journal, yeah. I do professional stuff. Yeah. It says and like the bank. It says, remember me. I don't do that and right. let me know if I'm correct because I think that's an easy way for someone to hack yeah, I agree. into your computer. I agree. You shouldn't cache those things in your browser cache. I, I don't do that either. Uh, I agree with you. But uh, I don't think you should be concerned about you what you're doing with YouTube. Uh, I can't imagine exactly what you're seeing, but it is normal for them to log you in as a user so that you can actually see your subscribed channels. Right, but the thing is, it automatically logs me into my Google email. Yeah, I'm just not sure where you're seeing that. Um, when I go to the Google email, I can just click on it. I don't even have to sign into my email. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense because you're connected. I see. Yeah, you're yeah. connected. It, right, that's what I'm saying. I, I see. don't like that because my Google email account is constantly open. Yeah, but that's okay, Antoinette. I wouldn't worry about that too much. Okay. You're you're connected through the YouTube when you're logged in, so I, I kind of see what you're saying. But I wouldn't if you're worried about us telling you as far as being work concerned about it. Don't be concerned. You're fine. Okay, that's okay. All right, all right. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Antoinette. I think I understood that. It took me a bit to figure that out. We're going to be here until uh, ten thirty. We're going to be uh, help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. One line open for you. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. 
going to be here until 10.30. Taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. It is St. Patrick's Day. Let's go on to uh, Tom in Harlington. Tom, what's going on? Morning. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. How are you? Okay. Hey, um, yesterday I downloaded, downloaded malware bytes from okay. the link on your website. Alrighty. And I ran it, and everything came up okay. Congratulations. Um, I've got a free premium trial subscription for 14 days, and then after that it goes away. My question is, do I want to get the premium edition of this or just go with the standard? Because it seems to me it's running scans for me. Um, You can set a schedule for that. But isn't this like having two antivirus softwares running at the same time? Right. You don't want that. All right. So So I really don't want this thing running scans. Not if you've got an antivirus already. You don't need two. Okay. Do Okay, I can turn the scans off. Is it worth upgrading to the premium, or should I just stick with the standard version? I would stick with the, what you have, but what you okay. really want to do is end the trial, because after 14 days, it's going to bug you. But what it's doing right now is it's running in the background. So, you know, it's just like your antivirus, if you will, but it's anti-malware. Mm-hmm. So we only use a kind of... Like to fix it if you once you've been infected. Yeah. So you just turn off the trial and then just don't run it, and uh, until you see some aberration or you get something pop up that you kill, and you're you're not sure you just want to run a scan. You can update it. We use it like kind of as a utility. Yeah, only yeah, as a remediation tool. Now, if you feel like you're generous out of the kindness of your heart that you want to support the software so they stay in business, it's okay if you go ahead and su- subscribe. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we don't get anything for that endorsement either. It's, you know, but it just makes sense if the product, if you want the product to exist, they need to get paid. You know, the Geeks don't work for free. Yeah, not I for agree. long. <laughs> yeah, not for long, right. So, yeah, it's up okay. to you. Okay, yeah, well, you told me what I pretty much thought based yeah. on things I've heard in the past, but yep. I didn't realize it was going to be doing scans because when I turned on the PC this morning, it was doing a scan for me because right. the PC wasn't on at 3 a.m. So yeah. when, I said, when, oh, this looks kind of suspicious. No, it's not suspicious. <laughs> when you, it, it looks like it's something I don't want it to be exactly. doing based on the fact that, you know, I already have an antivirus right. program running. Yep, when you when okay. you... When you went to install it, okay, there's a checkbox that asks you if you want to do the trial, and you can uncheck that. So it installs it, and you can just run it kind of as a utility. So yeah, that's well, why I've it, already got. That's well, why I've it, already got it installed right now. Okay, so. I understand, but I'm kind mm-hmm. of saying that for other people that download it. Oh, okay. Instead of going, you know, when the installer comes up, instead of going next, 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 read the little check marks and uncheck the ones that you don't want. Got it. All right. Okay, thanks for your help. All right, Tom. Okay, very good. Have a good day. Yep, you too. So, uh, yeah, you you don't have to be forced into that uh, trial. Until they take the checkbox away. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually they will because they, they need, obviously, to be funded. Uh, let's go to Andrew in Glastonbury. Hey, Andrew, what's up? Uh, hi. <clears throat> Thank you for, uh, for taking my call. I have a question on broadband technology. Okay. Uh, there's a company that came out um, as a IPO, Casa Systems. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No. Um, they offer a suite of software-centric infrastructure solutions that allow cable service pr- providers to deliver voice, video, and data services over a single platform at multi-gigabit 
multi-gigabit speeds. Okay. And I guess it's called converged cable access. All right. Uh, have you heard of these terms? A converged cable has been going on forever. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you can get TV, Internet, and phone all from your cable provider. That would be convergence, right? Um, they'll also offer you email. They'll also offer you antivirus. This is a normal thing that's been going on for quite some time. Um, I don't know if there's a third party out there that wants to circumvent the cable pipe in some way and offer the same services, but you still need a pipe or a connection to your home, either be, either being a cable connection, a wireless connection, a, a fiber connection. So uh, if you're trying to just get all that convergence with the software, that's, you're, you're missing something. You need some connection to your home. What are you trying to do, Andrew? Well, this company, Casa Systems, uh, they've been around since 2003, but they came out as an IPO this past December, and the price of the, of the shares have been going going through the roof. Huh. Yeah, so looks I'm like wondering so. if they have, if, like you were saying, that it's all technology, uh, if they have something new that unique uh, to to them. I'm looking uh, here, yeah, I don't know. They have, they have uh, a, a product called Axiom Wireless Access Gateway. Hmm. I don't know if that's uh, new or old. Oh, so yeah, Wireless it's access gateway. It looks like uh, what they're trying to do is is uh, sell this to cable services providers. Right. Um, I see. So they could they could offer some way of improving um, networks to the cable providers. So I've never heard of them. I, I wouldn't be able to do any analysis. It's not really my forte as but far I'm, as I'm just wondering. Like, like you were saying, uh, it is all technology. And I was just wondering if they came up with something new. It, it seems they might have. They might have. Maybe they're going to try to get the cable companies to work with them in order for the improvement to occur on the network. And uh, I don't know, uh, Andrew. It's something that is not really in our in our wheelhouse when it comes to this. Uh, we wouldn't do any be able to do any financial analysis or, or know whether or not the the company is going to be around for very long or not. Um, we used to have a tech stock workbench um, here with our financial uh, advisor buddy coming in talking about this type of stuff. So uh, we don't have that anymore. But uh, I would tell you to talk to your financial advisor and see if this is a real a real thing or not. Um, it right. does seem I, pretty I, I, neat. I, I was just basically wondering if their technology was, was uh, something new or, or old. But, but you're saying converged cable access is, is, has been around. Well, what you, what you had described has been around for a very long time. But what it sounds like they're trying to do is they're trying to improve broadband connectivity with their technology. So right. they might allow a way of some sort of augmentation of the broadband network. There may be getting in between somewhere, some but sort they, of connection. They, they claim that their technology uses less uh, energy. And it may well be. They're, uh, they got an IPO. They're out of Massachusetts. Oh, neat. I'm on their right. website. Yeah. And, um, you know, basically, uh, looks like their client base is the uh, internet services providers. Right. Right. So, yeah, if, uh, they, if they have some way of improving performance across copper cable services that get you gigabit technology or gigabit performance across something that traditionally is a hundred megabit, if you think about DOSIS three or DOCSIS three, however you want to say it, on your modem, um, you know, cable providers said, "Hey, upgrade your modems to this new technology, and you'll get higher performance." This could be something like that, where it's able to squeeze out more bandwidth out of something that really traditionally would give you 100 megabits. Now maybe they can squeeze out gigabit speeds out of the same cable line. That would be very valuable to 
broadband providers, I would think. So they have solutions in for cable networks, mobile networks, and Wi-Fi networks. Yeah. So uh, there's they have security solutions, Doxis 3.1, uh, mm-hmm. ultra broadband. So it looks like they're covering uh, quite a gamut of uh, of the um, internet yeah. services. Uh, it's neat. We'll put a link up here for people to check it, take a look at it. Thank you, Andrew, for letting us know about it. But I wouldn't have any opinion on whether or not it's going to be something that's going to work as far as a investment or not. No. Well, uh, basically, I was just wondering if the technology was was new and or or um, whether the but they're just trying to improve the, uh, the, uh, the mousetrap. It seems like it's some sort of improvement, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know exactly. Maybe we can try to get them on. If they're in Massachusetts, maybe mm-hmm. we'll try to get them on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. Okay, Andrew, you're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. The technology of, of Internet, um, when we first started this show back in 95... 20 some odd years ago. What, 300 baud dial up? <laughs> Basically, uh, with the little phone that you put your handset on the little modem thing? Well, we weren't that old. <laughs> we did have, we had, you know, 2400 baud, 56K modem. Uh, that was your high speed, 56K. And, uh, you know, everyone said that's as fast as it'll ever get. The internet is, you know, that's this is it. Well, that modem technology, 56K, was the absolute limit. And they said then, it wouldn't get any faster over copper. They couldn't do it. And then all of a sudden, DSL comes out. Yeah, that's true. All of a sudden, uh, you're looking at cable companies getting you the, the speed. So the technology continues to expand and grow. And, and if they can do better and better at compressing and moving these bits through the network faster. Well, it, these are all developed by people. Yeah. And people are very creative at inventing a better mousetrap. As long as they're incentivized to do so. Correct. Uh, that's, what, that's what net neutrality worries me. If they're not incentivized anymore to produce higher speeds, better mousetraps, and it's just like, yeah, oh, let's keep everything as it is, that's why I'm a little, I'm kind of against the whole net neutrality concept, and I, I think we should let them fight it out. Yeah. Um, so, and this type of technology is coming around. That's great. Well, look at the phone company when that was regulated for all those years. Right. All we had was a little... Telephones that were made practically indestructible, <laughs> yeah. and they had the little dial thing, you know. Yeah. And we were had the dial thing, and, and forever having one that had buttons on it, yeah. You know, I mean, that just didn't come along. I mean, what a hundred years? I know. We were sitting there with those dials, and people didn't know anything better. And in the rural communities, you had and you those, misdial those things, man. What a pain in the hiney! Oh, you know, yeah. The rotary dials. You're, I mean, Matt does even never saw one, probably right, Matt. Yeah, here's you know what we're talking about. Yeah, and then there's yeah, yeah, just dial Lowell five two nine. So I'm just saying the technology is always moving. We'll put this Casa Systems up there for you to take a look at. We're going to be here till ten thirty. Uh, feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Two lines open for you. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're checking out this this website, this CASA Systems. It's very interesting. Um, they're getting they're designed for the big boys out there in broadband, wireless, you know, cellular, trying to leverage some. There is some sort of new technology they seem to be leveraging um, to try to improve cable networks. So, and the great thing is they're local out of Andover, right? So let's go to uh, Frank in Manchester. 
see what's going on with him. Hey, Frank. Good morning. How are you? How's everything? Uh, not too bad. How are you? Oh, very well, thanks. All right. I have an interesting question for you. That's what we love. We love interesting questions. <laughs> Otherwise, we're bored to death. No, just there kidding. There you go. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what's going on is that after a period of inactivity, yeah. my computer completely shuts down. So that means I need to hit the, after when I go back in, I need to hit the power button to, you know, turn it back, back up. Yeah. Um, it hap- it's happening on each of my computers, so I don't know if I if I hit a setting or if I did something that's causing that to happen or oh, what the situation are, is. Are these laptops or these uh, are desktops? Laptops, correct. Okay. Um, now let me ask you a question: When you hit the power button and it comes back up, is is everything that you were working on still up? Yes. Okay. So what's well, happening? Actually, actually, I shouldn't say that. Actually, I should go back and say usually what I'll do is I'll turn the computer off. So it's not. It doesn't have. It it only happens after like two or three hours of inactivity. Okay, well, I'm going to stand by my first guess, and that is that what I believe is happening is your your laptop is going to sleep. It's designed to do that. Now, there's two places that you might have to make adjustments. So if you're using Windows 10, correct? Correct. Okay. So if you click on the little flag down there in the bottom and just type in power options, right? you can go into a power option. You want to go into advanced, and uh, in the advanced settings, you want to find out what it's shutting off. You might want to change, you know, it's probably turning your screen off after like 10 minutes of inactivity. Or three hours in this case. Yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking that the hard drive could be shutting down or, or powering off after three hours. Yeah. So there'll be a setting for when it's on battery and a setting for when it's plugged in. Okay, right. I already have, just, just to give you some information, I have it here. It says when it's on battery, uh, it says uh, I have it to turn off never. When it's plugged in, turn off never. That's for the screen. And then on sleep, I have uh, on battery power, uh, goes to sleep after 20 minutes when plugged in, never. So my feeling is it shouldn't shut itself down. Okay. I agree. Okay. Now, if you go into the advanced settings, you want to look at your NIC and you want to look at your hard drive because they're going to shut that hard drive down after like maybe an hour or two hours or three hours. How do I get to the, that? You go down yeah. into the advanced settings. It'll be a little link in small print. <laughs> and sometimes what happens, Frank, is that the manufacturer has certain settings that it prefers. And that okay. may be in the BIOS. You may need to go into that. Well, there's there. But what hap- could have happened is you get an update, and the manufacturer yeah. comes through and says, I don't care what Frank wants. I want this system to shut down when I want it to shut down. And it overlays your choices. Uh, so you got to poke around in those power settings because that's – Got to be what's happening is the machine's being turned off based on some setting in there. It has to do with your power. It shouldn't ever turn off. If you say never, never to screens and you have it never set to turn off, it should never do that. Correct. And, and that's it, why I was totally confused. I, could, I couldn't figure it out. That, now, could you have power issues? Could your power be going out? Could you have an issue? Well, it's got a battery, so it shouldn't even be the issue. So I can't even think that would be a problem. It's got to be a setting, Frank. The only other thing that's possible and i don't think that's the case but the it's a possibility if you've had it for over a year or so uh if dust gets built up in the in the cooling fan right you know it might if you put your hand next to the vent and you don't feel any heat coming out it could be that that's plugged with uh a dust and sometimes it's overheating like a heat, yeah and it'll shut itself down because of heat right. but okay. you'll feel that i can feel very minimal as far as the uh, the output of of yeah, I doubt here. that's an issue, but it could be an issue uh, for some laptops. More likely, it's a power setting. It's something you've got chosen in there. 
that's doing this to you. Is it on all your machines or just this one? Uh, it's on uh, both machines, yeah. And they're both doing it the same way? Yes. Yeah. Are they the same make and model? Yes. Okay, well, well that's good. The same, the same make, not necessarily model, but mm. the same make. But I'll bet you they have the same settings as shutting them down. Or, or but I think, first of all, I think they're going into hibernation. Right. And okay. then when it goes into hibernation, it might take up to five minutes for it to come out of hibernation. Oh, yeah. Waking, it's like you're slapping it like you're slapping Spock. It's like, wake up, wake up. Spock. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> giving it too many sleeping pills. Oh, it takes horrible. a while. <laughs> it gets drowsy when it's waking up. Oh, my is, goodness. Is it dangerous to use BIOS? What do you mean? As far if as you don't know what you're doing, yeah, it can be. <laughs> oh, okay. You could turn it into a brick if, you know. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have to go into your BIOS. All those settings should be right there in the power settings of the uh, control panel. That's one of the things that it's don't try this at home, ladies, boys and girls, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, you're probably fine, though. But I, th- I think if you go ahead and make, check a look at those settings, like, like Bob said, you'll probably find that there's a setting in there turning it on prior to hibernation. So check your sleep settings, your hibernation settings, and then your, your power settings in general. Um, okay. you, could, you could be pushing a button that's putting it into hibernation just because of something you're doing, too. Yeah, you can have a, there's a, a, when I press the power button, right. you, you know, one of the options is you can have it to power down, right. or you can have it to go to sleep, right. or you can have it to hibernate. So you should tell it what you want those buttons to do, and maybe one of them is hibernate or sleep. Okay, I'll take a look at it. It sounds like a, a plan. Thank you very much for all your help. Our, our pleasure, Frank. And you have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Thanks. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, it's, it shouldn't be such a pain in the hiney, but... Even on my machine here. Well, sometimes when you do an update, it changes. It does. I'm like, I'm looking at my laptop. I'm like, why the heck is it doing that power shutdown? And of course, the update put it back to defaults. And it's like, it's like, come on, man. Why do I set these defaults if you're going to change them on me? Let's go to uh, Dixie in Woodstock. Hey, Dixie. Hi, it's Pixie. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Is there a seamless way to switch from AOL to a free alternative like Gmail when all of our contacts, including medical and business, um, have the current email address? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you're going to have to either send an email out to those folks that you've got a new mail box, a new mail address. Uh, so, okay, so everybody who has it, you'd have to do that too. Uh, depending on how you want to communicate with them, yeah. Um, you okay. say, hey, here's my new address, and, and uh, please send me emails to this new address. You can also put a, uh, a response in your old email system saying, you know, pl- you know no longer using this mailbox, please, please forward messages to this new box. So when people try to and use how do you the do old that? It depends on each each provider of mail. Uh, what are you? Okay. Which one are you using? Um, AOL. Oh gosh, yeah, get off of AOL, Dixie. Come on. I know. Uh, uh, within AOL, I'm sure there's a setting where, uh, and Bob's trying to look it up right now, where you can actually say, uh, you know, please use this address or a forwarder of some kind. Um, so folks set are, up an auto reply is what you want to do. Yeah, can you do that with an AOL? Okay. Yeah, I'm looking up now how how to set that up. We can set, give you a link. Yeah, we can find that information. We'll put a link up there for you on Computer Talk with Tab. But that's all you got to do. Great. And getting yeah, getting off of AOL is probably the best thing you can do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, Dixie, you got it. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, not a big deal. The thing about this too is people get kind of weird when it comes to mailboxes. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, if I have to tell everybody, I'm over here now. It's really not that big a deal. And if you think about it. AOL could be purchased by some other company. Instead of being at AOL, you could be at who knows what um, just because of a purchase. Um, the fact that SNET and SBC Global have been purchased so many times and they still kind of support those old at SNETs and SBC Globals is, is still kind of unique and odd. Um, 
because SNET, I mean, there's probably people out here who have never heard of SNET, uh, but you still, there's people with email that says it's there at SNET.com. And uh, it's not a big deal to change your mailbox and tell people where you are. Don't feel like it's going to be the end of the world. And you're going to get less spam because yeah, <laughs> the spammers won't know where you are either. <laughs> Um, but just understand that anybody at any time could be purchased, and you're going to be at something else at their at their whim whenever they want to do that to you. So don't you know embrace it. It's no big deal, and definitely be careful. Those you you know the Yahoo's of the world, the, the all these places that are just this cloud email systems. All of them have been hacked majorly. Uh, AOL's been hacked too. So you know you got to get off these systems um, or make sure your passwords have been changed and change them regularly. We're going to be here till 10.30, so four lines wide open on this St. Patrick's Day morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.